all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. The love of Jesus. Sins forgiven. My sins have been wiped away, clean. Everybody's sin. Everybody on this planet. The love of Jesus is incredible. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. And this is one of my no topics, quick announcement. About 15 minutes, literally 15 minutes. When I mean about a, a, a no topic, it just mean I just want to express my thank you to everyone that listens to my podcast. Well, before I do that, I just want to uh, let you all know that I'm doing this podcast partial, <laughs> partially outside. So therefore, I'm in the office, but it's not soundproof and it's late night. And if you know me, I'm different than a lot of other podcasters. I could do a podcast and break out something to talk about any time, any day, any hour. <laughs> this, this is what I do. And tonight, I'm going to reiterate on a podcast that I done yesterday about is everyone's sins forgiven. Now, I'm not going to. Uh, go through the same details and, and everything that I talked about yesterday on the show, but I just want to just uh, reiterate on certain things because it's still uh, I know that a lot of people out there still cannot swallow that. Uh, mostly uh, believers have a hard time swallowing that concept, but it's not a concept. You know, they might look at it as that, but it's biblical. I, I put scriptures out there. I let you uh, listen to verses yourself. But that's the way it is. The Bible contradicts your analogy of what you're thinking is saying quite a bit at times. <laughs> let me say that again. God's Bible can contradict your way of thinking or, or your way, I, I, I think I better say, interpretation of what you think his word is saying. I believe a lot of believers have issues with 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. And my advice for the believer is to read 2 Corinthians 5, 1, all the way to 19, so you can get a contextual understanding about that 
chapter. Now, that's not the whole chapter, but those are the kind of the lead ways or format, contextual way of getting to understanding what the Apostle Paul talks about imputing sins. And he talks about imputing. Now, imputing means the word uh, I looked up means God is not counting or he's not charging or he's not putting you down, you know, for your actions and for your sins that you was doing. Now, that's what imputing in that way somewhat means, okay? That he's not counting any sins against you. Why? Because Jesus took care of all the sins of the world. Let me put emphasis on that. On the world. All the sins of the world, excuse me, of the world upon himself on the cross over 2,000 years ago. So, therefore, in this dispensation, let me explain, because I probably did not explain this enough yesterday. Okay. Now, when I said that uh, everybody's sins were forgiven and God is not charging or counting anyone's sins against them, I think I explained it very well enough. And I hope you understand, and I'm sure a lot of you are mature enough to understand. They don't mean you can just go out there and live any type of way. I'm sure you know I was not saying that because I feel if you're gonna be if you're gonna live any if you live in any type of way while you're saved and you're basing your sins are forgiven anyway, I don't believe you're really saved from your heart. I don't really believe you really sincerely accepted Christ because it's going to be some type of change when the Holy Spirit enters you. It's going to be some type of change. Okay, but let me digress. For the unsaved, for the unsaved, you might look at it this way. Okay, if God forgive me of all my sins, past, present, and future, how come I'm still the way I am? How come I still live like this? How come I still think this way? How come I still do these things that I do? How come I still smoke? How come I still drink? How come I still sleep around? How come I still have these type of thoughts? How could he forgive me of my sins and I still live and think the way I do? And, you know, not say, okay, I understand that. And then the next man might say, how could this so-called good God Forgive me of all of my sins, past, present, and future, when I don't even acknowledge him. I do not even believe he exists. I think he's a fallacy. I think he's just someone you all made up. I'm an atheist. How could a God, a loving God, forgive me of my sins for something like that? You know, how could I go to heaven and he gave me a free ticket, and I don't even acknowledge him. I'm sorry, I cannot accept that. So it's different ways people look at this. You got the ones that have a different lifestyle. You got this person that don't acknowledge God. You got this person that's into a uh, devil worship. He worships Satan. He goes to these clubs. He goes to these rituals. He sacrificed children, they, they or she, they do all kind of wicked stuff to lift up their God, little G, 
Satan. And God, you saying God forgave me all of my sins? God gave me a free ticket and he's forgiven me? And my sins are already been, he's not charging me or counting any sins out that wicked stuff that I do against me? Is that what you are saying, Joe? Now, my answer to that is yes. That's what I'm saying. All these three different characters, and these are fictional characters, but you have people like that in real life that might think this way about this subject. And I'm trying to go somewhere here, you know, about this subject. Uh, then I'm having announcements to make. People look at it in a different way. You say, you know, the Lord loves you so much, and why you was yet sinner, a sinner, Christ committed Himself. And gave his life for you. And all the sins is upon him. So your past, present, and future sins have been forgiven. He's not charging you. God is not charging you with any type of sin. And you might say, oh, I don't believe that. What about, you know, the ones that lived thousands of years ago? Uh, what about God was punishing them, you know, for the, for the wickedness in the days of Moses and all that because of their sinful lives? What about blah, 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 this? And what about blah, blah, that, that? What about God was wiping out sinners because they sinned in their wicked ways? He was, he was charging them with sin in the days of Moses and all of when they had the Edomites, the Parasites, the Canaanites and all those wicked people. They were sinful. God was just wiping them away. How in the world are you going to sit up here and tell me that God is not charging them with sin while he's wiping them away, while he's pouring down his wrath and wiping these nations away and even punishing and coming down on his own people, Israel? And you go sit up here and tell me that God is forgiving me all my sins? That sounds like a contradiction. I say, yes, that is true. That is my reply. That is true, what you just said. The reason I'm saying this is because their problem, and it used to be my problem too, why it's so hard for people to believe that God is forgave everyone's sin is because many people are in the wrong dispensation. <laughs> Let me say that again to the believer and the new believer. Many people are in the wrong dispensation. Okay. Now, let me make it a little clear to you all, if you think that way, believers and unbelievers. Even though I showed you scriptures proven, proven by the uh, teachings of Apostle Paul, which is taught by Jesus Christ himself in his heavenly ministry, that God is not imputing sin on no one. According to Second Second Corinthians five and nineteen, excuse me, I have a really bad problem with this broken chip tube, and it's affecting my tongue, so it's affecting my talking and my speech. So let me try to hurry up with this. And uh, well, why God is not charging you, or I, or me, or anyone with sins? And when I talk to, I'm not only talking about the saved, but I'm talking about the unsaved. Their sins are wiped away as well. It happened on the cross. And when a question like that, and this is to help the believers too, when the question 
that's asked about them. But what about the past? God was wiping out nations and different things like that, blah, 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 and, uh, and wiping out because of their sinful ways or whatever like that. Though that because it was, that's because it was a different administration. It was a different time. That was the law. See, this time that we're living in, that God is doing this, is a different dispensation. It's under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. See, in time past, the days of Moses, and I'm going to go back even further. The days of Moses, Israel lived under the law. See, not under grace. So God was counting and charging them with sin because of the law. Therefore, if Israel broke the law, there was a penalty they sinned. Whether it was uh, moral sins, the Ten Commandments, whether it's governmental uh, government sins, or rather a different type of uh, you know the laws that uh, Israel had to do back in time past under the covenant. I hope you follow what I'm saying. Now, I'm not going to do no Bible teaching here, but I'm just trying to make it basis because I know there's a lot of unbelievers that's listening to this too. And I'm going to try to keep it short. Okay? So, that's why I try to explain there's a difference between the law and grace. Those things did happen in the time past. I do not refute that. And the Bible does not refute that. But it depends what time and administration and what dispensation that was in. That was under the law. The law, God put down the hammer. He was charging them with sins back then under the covenant on Israel. Not so much the Gentiles because the Gentiles never was under a covenant. Let me say that again. The Gentiles, which means the nations, was never under any covenant. So all the charges was mostly coming against Israel, you know, because of their, they did sin and God was charging them with sin. He was imputing sins against them when he wiped out, uh, no, that was before, uh, that was after <coughs> Sodom, even Sodom and Gomorrah, which is in the book of Genesis. God did not wipe them out. Because he charged them with sin. He wiped them out because of their wickedness. The law was not out then. That was in the time of Abraham and Lot. So the law was not out. So they didn't get wiped out because of so much God charged them. Because of their sins. He charged them because of their wickedness. Because even though they wasn't being charged with sin. They knew in their hearts. Uh, they knew their, in their hearts the difference between right and wrong. Good and evil. Okay. Joe, how did they know that? Because that was opened up for them. Their understanding was opened up when Adam ate of the fruit. Then the Bible said their eyes was open. Then they knew the difference between good and evil. Therefore, Adam did not only spread sin out to the whole nations and the world. He spread it out, a knowledge so far that gave people the ability to know the difference of good and evil, just like him. Therefore, people knew right and wrong from the get-go before the law. All right? Okay, let me continue this. Trying to make it plain. So you can understand what I was talking about yesterday. Therefore, when God 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday wiped out those nations before the time of Moses remember the law started in Exodus 24 it did not start in Genesis Genesis made in the beginning the law did not start in Genesis it started in Exodus 24 therefore before Exodus 24 that's why the Bible says from Adam to Moses there was still death why did he stop at Moses because the law started through Moses okay the law started through Moses in Exodus 24 you can start at Exodus 19 and go up to Exodus 24 let's go back let me digress now so when God was wiping out nations and punishing people he was punishing them for the evil they was doing they knew right from wrong it wasn't that they didn't know better. They knew right from wrong because it was in their heart. The Bible talks about, Paul explains that in Romans, that people knew in their heart right from wrong. That's why God punished them. That's why he punished the uncircumcision, the ones that was not under the law. We could read that in the book of Romans. He punished them because they knew for right from wrong. They knew that in their heart. Even when they obeyed the law, even though they didn't even ever heard of the law, they knew goodness from evil. They knew goodness from bad. And God gave them props because they was doing more than Israel, even though they did not have the written law in their hands or in their heads or in their minds like Israel. I'm probably kind of losing you out there, the unsaved, and probably something to say. So let me let me try to make my point. So when a question is asked about that, you know, a lot of people, the person that is an atheist, the person that still lives a sinful life, and they and they uh saying how can God forgive them for the, for their sins? First of all, the person that lives a sinful life is getting confused because. When a person says that God, or I said that God forgave you for all your sins, they're getting that mixed up like God is taking away your sin nature. Therefore, you should not sin anymore. But no, that's not what I am saying. You follow me? I'm saying God forgive, forgave you for your sin X. He didn't take away your sin nature. The only time you're, and the only time that your sin nature will be tucking away if you accept Christ in your life and he will give you this new body. When sin and death is tucking away, you know, this is one way sin and death you can get delivered from the sinful nature is when Christ come back, you accepting him in your life as your savior by believing his death, resurrection, and stuff like that, then he will give you a new body. According to 1 Corinthians, I think that's uh, 51 and 51, 15 to 50 and 51. And then you got 2 Thessalonians. Those talks about the catching away of the church. You're going to have a new body at the time. That's the only time you will not be able to sin no more if you go that route, which is the best route. You know. Other than that, you will always have that sinful nature. So when I come to you and say, God is forgiving you of all your sins, past, past, present, and future. I'm not saying that he has delivered you and gave and, and delivered you from 
ever committing sin or you are sinless from now on. So that's an issue I think a lot of, of people have with all their sins being forgiven. They are confused. The other people get sins, their sins being forgiven mixed up with salvation. They think when a person or myself said that God is forgiving you of your sins, they think you are saying that you are saved now. So therefore, you can live any type of way because God forgave you of all your sins. That means you can go into heaven anyway by living any type of way. That's called a universal salvation type teachers, which is error, which is a cult, which is wrong. No, that is also not what I am saying. Not universal salvation means anybody, everybody in the world sin is forgiven. Now that is true. And their statement, they're true about that. But what they are wrong and what the error is, they're saying that everybody goes to heaven because God is a loving God and he wouldn't send nobody to hell. He's not charging nobody with sin. He's a good God, so everybody's going to heaven. That is a lie. That's not scriptural. That's not the Bible. The same as the person, the devil worshiper, the one that worships Satan. He's confused about the way he's acting. He's confused about that he's still sinning. He's confused about that, you know, even though he doesn't acknowledge God, he acknowledges Satan that his sins cannot be forgiven because of the way he acts. So he's confused. He's thinking he got a free ticket and going to he- free ticket and going to heaven anyway. So it's different reasons why people cannot swaddle that because they get caught up with the way they act or their lifestyle or what they have done today, yesterday, or what they're going to do next week. They got it mixed up as their sin nature has been delivered and they shouldn't, and they're not going to sin anymore or they're going, and then some of them think it, uh, this message means that they got an automatic ticket to heaven no matter how they live. No. The penalty for your sin acts past, present, and future. That's what has been forgiven. Okay? So I hope I got that clear. Because all the world's sin has been forgiven does not mean you have a free ticket to heaven. No, it just means, and let me explain this, that just means that the door has been opened and you can be saved now by believing that Jesus done this for your sins and believing what he done on the cross. So once again, like I said in my last show, the only way to get to heaven, only way, only thing to stop you from going to heaven is not your sins because God wiped all of them away, past, present, and future. The whole world, not just believers, is your unbelief, okay, is your unbelief, all right? Oh, my tongue. I have a really bad sore tongue, okay, for the sharp tooth. Okay. I just wanted to make this more clear in this next podcast for the ones that did not get it. You know, I have some scriptures to show to you. You know, it's up to you that you uh, believe it or not. Now, another thing I want to say before I go. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mentioned yesterday when I said, God, this is not the first time that God was not charging the world with their sins. You said, really? Yes, really. This is also explained in the book of Romans. You go back to the book of Genesis. I'm going to do a teaching on the book of Genesis and Adam and Eve, uh, just about Adam and Eve and uh, connecting the dots. So look at the connecting the dots and then I'm going to try to explain everything about what happened. Okay. But uh, let me go back. 
And I'm gonna uh, come up with, I'm gonna uh, uh, give you some scriptures and some verses the next time we get into this subject to prove that God was not. This is not the first time that God was charging was not charging people for their sins. From all the way when Adam ate the fruit, Adam and Eve, and this is pretty very simple, all the way through Moses, God was not charging anyone or counting anyone's sins against them in time past. The only time God stopped counting people's sins against them for the first time is through the law of Moses. And the law was for what? The law was for the reason the law was made. And Israel, it's really their fault because they got a, uh, they didn't want, you know, thought they could live through the law. They could have had it made easy, but they wanted to have a law. So God, uh, that's another story. So God came with the law and different things like that. The law, as the Bible says, was imputed because to show you your sins. Let me say that again. The only way, the only reason God came out with the law for Israel only, remember, let me put emphasis on that, Israel only, the Jewish nation only, was to show them their sins. Remember, the Gentiles knew right from wrong, but they were not under no covenant. The Gentile nations, you and I, was never under a covenant. Only Israel. So Israel was under a covenant. They was under, they was, they was required to be circumcised. There were certain laws they had to follow. They had over 613 laws they had to obey completely. Not only the Ten Commandments, but 613 laws Israel had to obey. If they broke one of those laws, they broke if they transpassed and broke one of those laws, they sinned against God. So the law was like a schoolmaster, according to the book of Galatians, written by the Apostle Paul, to show people, to show Israel, to show everybody what sin was. That's what the law was here. It was never for them to be saved because no one can no one can follow the law. Only Jesus was able to do that, you know. So the law was there to show you what sin was. Now before that, people didn't know what sin was, but they knew what right they knew from right and wrong. They didn't have a name for it. I hope I'm making it clear. They did not have a name for it. So God wasn't punishing no one in time past before Moses, Exodus 24, for their sins because there was no law to break. Only way you can get charged for sin if you was breaking the law. But time passed before Exodus 24 and the law of Moses, there was no law. So God was not charging them with sin. They were still dying, but they were still sinning, but they was not charged for sin. They was charged for their wickedness of evil that they was doing. You get my point. When So when the law came through Israel, it was specific things that were spelled out. If you break this law, this sin is going to come upon you. You're sinning. So the law was the only to show you how sinful you were and you can never get it right with God by yourself. Point blank. Okay? I hope you got that. Give me a couple more minutes, okay? A couple of more I, I, I always go longer, but sometimes it gets juicy and the Holy Spirit just shows me more. Let me continue to go further, okay? So, I'm going to show you some scriptures for the ones that's already, you probably read this many times, many times in the book of Romans, you know, but your eyes see it, but your mind wasn't getting it, and your heart wasn't getting it, that God, before the law, God was not charging no one 
for their sins. He wasn't imputing or counting people's sins against them. I'm trying to make it plain so a child can understand. He was not charging no one with sin because there was no sin to charge him for because there was no law. So when the law came to Moses and he gave them 613 different laws to show them what sin was. So once they understood what sin was and what they or what action they would do that would be called sin, then God charged them for breaking his law and sin came and became on a paper. He wrote it on a tablet in the paper. Moses sent it out there. They had to follow those laws. If they broke it, the sin will show them. I mean, the law will show them what sin they break. I mean, what law they break. And if I could just put it like that, the law was only there to show them and show you their sin. Okay. That was time past. All God was charging everyone with sin until the Apostle Paul went to the Gentiles. Can he bring in a new dispensation when the law was over, the kingdom program was over, or postponed? It came, he came with grace. It's amazing grace to the Apostle Paul with a different type of program for the Gentile nations that did not require you being under the law. So what do you think happened? The law was abolished, so therefore there was no more sins that he can charge you for because Christ took care of all that on the cross. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's more in between I can do to explain that, but that's the best way I can break it down in layman terms on this show. I'm going to do a more deeper teaching on that on connecting the dots with scriptures and verses so you can read yourself. God, time passed from Genesis. All the way up to the law of Moses, Exodus 24, God was not charging nobody with sins. Okay, let me make it plainly. Okay? God was not. From Moses all the way up to Acts 9, the beginning of Apostle Paul, God stopped charging people with sin because he came with a new law. I mean, not a new law, but he came with another gospel. He came with another message for the Gentiles, for the Apostle Paul, through grace. No more law. All you have to do is believe what his son done by faith. His death, burial, and resurrection. I'm hoping I'm making this simple enough for even a child can understand, okay? So going back, and I'm going to end it right there. That's just a nitpick of what's going on and what I was trying to teach you about God has forgiven everybody for their sins. Yes, in this dispensation of grace, nobody's sin is being counted against them. But before, okay, but before the ushering of the Apostle Paul and the times of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and anything before that, yes, there was law. God was charging people with their sins then. But from starting in the book of Acts, starting from 9 about through 13, the law was postponed. The law was taken care of. There was no more law, which was for Israel anyway. And then he went into Gentiles with a different message through the Apostle Paul. And Paul had other ones. He taught Silas and Barnabas and all them through them about the message of grace. No more law. No more circumcision. No more none of that stuff. You just believe what Christ done on the cross and you shall be saved. Then it was just different commandments through the Gentile nations and some Jews in the body of Christ. So the body of Christ was formed through Acts 9 and uh, Acts 13 where there was no 
<coughs> sin charged against no one. But anything before that, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, any, uh, anything before that, all the way reversing back to the law of Moses, God was charging people with sin. Anything that's before Moses, going back to the beginning of Genesis and all that, God was not charging no one with sin. So he's done it more than one time. This is not the first time. Okay? That's just some quick history of what I was trying to uh, talk to you about yesterday. So this is Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ real talk. Joseph body Brownlee, <laughs> a body of Christ real talk. I hope you got a, uh, uh, believers and unbelievers got some type of understanding on that. But I'm going to get into more later on down the line and connecting the dots where you get some real Bible teaching on that. God bless you. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Peace out. Let's get out with Lester. Love y'all. know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.